1: we just set sail on this big show called indian outdoors huh it is the indian outdoor show and i am your host brian pointer party started lights are going off bells and whistles everything in the studio here in downtown indianapolis great to be with you this weekend as we are rolling ever closer to july 4th weekend and we have some somber stuff to talk about we'll get that out of the way here Real quick, lots of drownings, more than I'd love to see. One is too many, but we're going to be visiting later in the show with Captain Jack Quillen, and the law enforcement officers have been busy on our waterways. We're going to find out what the simple message is, and uh, just seems like it's more and more. It is summertime, and it happens, but, man, nobody wants to talk about that. Happy stuff is this was a big week, the Carl Kelly Conservation Officer Youth Camp up at Ross camp near Lafayette brings literally dozens of, of fifth and sixth graders to experience all the joys of the great outdoors from their shooting on range day to on the water boating to canoe trips uh, conservation and hunter education it's all there and Tim Beck is going to join us who leads hunter education what you need to know Give us a little update. It's it's all good. It's all joy. And there's been some real life-changing events that have happened at that camp. Brandon Butler, he's an outdoor writer. He's a Hoosier. He's always good for some stories. He's going to join us as well understand he drew a moose tag we're going to find out what that looks like and he's got some other big travels coming up so it is a big show i want to make sure that we give tim Beck and all those great hunter education volunteers law enforcement officers all the time that's necessary so when we return the carl kelly conservation officer youth camp it's indiana outdoor show brought to you by indiana donor network driven to save lives.org back right after this It is Indiana Outdoors, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. Great to be with you. Always good to be here each and every weekend. Many thanks to all the stations that carry us around the state of Indiana. New affiliate since the beginning of the year. Hopefully, they're enjoying it as much as I enjoy bringing it to you and all of our guests. I thank each and every week for being with us. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. You can sign up to be an organ and tissue donor. Help those Hoosiers on that transplant list. When you buy your hunting and fishing license, it could not be any easier and do some good. As mentioned earlier at the top of our show, it's always great to catch up with Tim Beck, who is Mr. Hunter Education in the state of Indiana, one of our frequent guests here on Indiana Outdoors. Here we are in the summertime and it's not like you have any rest this is one of the great weekends a great weeks actually for hunter education for law enforcement and for many many kids around the state of indiana the carl kelly conservation officer youth camp is this week and i'm so grateful that you gave us a little bit of time it's been a big week what have you been doing tim
2: well, Brian, I'll tell you what, uh, the whole crew's been very busy all week. Uh, as you mentioned, this is our 27th year for the camp, uh, the Call Kelly Camp, and man, what a week it was. Uh, you know, we're winding down the camp today, and and uh, we had nearly 100 campers that came out and enjoyed just a little bit about everything about conservation and the outdoors. And, and like you mentioned, the first part of the week is all centered around the hunter education program, Uh, The Law Enforcement Division brings that to us. Uh, Lieutenant Andy Haggerty, Chris Clark, and myself with a team of volunteers and conservation officers uh, invaded Ross Camp, which is up by West Lafayette, and we provided that program for them. What a week it was. Uh, They came in on Sunday afternoon, and we got them acclimated to the different firearms and the archery equipment. So they were ready to go for our big event that ends up on Tuesday. Tuesday is our live fire event where we take these campers out and let them experience something that a lot of people don't get. I mean, we have shotguns, rifles, pistols, tomahawks, crossbows. I mean, the whole nine yards. So we had nearly 80 volunteers and officers come in to run that program from 8 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock. And the campers sure got their share of shooting this week.
1: Tim Beck is our guest, Hunter Education, and this has been 27 years. It's hard to believe. We've been doing Indiana Outdoors for 24, 25 years now, and we always highlight this. Let's go back to the beginning. Explain who Carl Kelly is and why this Conservation Officer Youth Camp is so important and why you give so much time.
2: Well, you know, the first Conservation Officer Camp started back in 1997 with the the ideal and the goal of... uh, conservation efforts and, and what the law enforcement division or Indiana conservation officers do along with the DNR, uh, what, what our goals and our missions were. That started in 97. In 1998, Carl Kelly was a, a first sergeant in our operational district six and tragically in a training exercise, um, Carl uh, was fatally injured in a, in a training exercise uh, rescuing some of his fellow officers and uh, it was just only thing. The first sergeants were in charge of hunter education and the, a lot of the conservation training programs across the state through the law enforcement. And it was only right. And everybody came together and we named the namesake. That's how it came about that the camp was named after Carl Kelly. A great man who put a lot of time and effort into what we all believe in. And we thought it was only fitting to name it after Carl.
1: Well, it is indeed, and you've already mentioned this a few times, but this is a huge production, and is the criteria for these youngsters still fifth grade?
2: It's fifth and sixth grade uh, to attend the camp. That's, you know, uh, when we looked at that, those are the kind of those farmable years where we can get them you know they're they're coming up in there maybe had experience with the outdoors and that but this was a great time a great age where we could introduce them to the outdoors and hopefully that made a, an impact on them for when they grow up down the road that it makes that impact on that they want to continue with the outdoor activities that we truly
3: love
1: well it's it couldn't happen without the work of all these volunteers, and a lot of these officers give their their time uh, off the clock. And you got all these other volunteers. Just range day, in particular, all those firearms that you talk about, safety first and foremost. But you couldn't do it without them, for sure. The volunteers.
2: Oh. Yeah, as we mentioned so many times before in our programs and that, if it wasn't for our volunteers across the state of India, we are so blessed to have dedicated men and women that are willing to share their time, their expertise. Uh, You know, it's one of the greatest jobs that we have is – Having these volunteers come up, being willing to take vacation time or take off of work or take time away from their family to come up and join us with our educational programs and and share that passion and share their knowledge and expertise that they gained over years so our young people can really truly go on and enjoy our natural resources.
1: Tim Beck is with us. Did Did you keep count? How many rounds do you think you go through on that range day alone?
2: Well, that was pretty impressive. We were well over those uh, nearly hundred kids shot nearly forty thousand rounds. I that includes air arrows and and twenty two and shotgun shells and muzzloading shotgun. I mean, the whole ball of wax.
1: I just think that is fantastic. And I saw some pictures, and the Carl Kelly Conservation Officer Youth Camp sells out reservations. Uh, just there's standing room only is not even the right word when do these applications come out so if you have a rising fifth or sixth grader and you're hearing about this maybe for the first time tell me when people should be getting this on their radar screen
2: january one of every year is when we open up that registration and it does fill very very quickly so uh set that calendar, set your phone, whatever you need to, to set it to January 1 to get your your uh, kids into this program because it's something they'll remember the rest of their life.
1: So, do they still come out of this week with their hunter certification and, and boater safety and all the other things? Talk about the day on the water. You've talked about the range day, which is impressive in and of itself. Uh, not just the volunteers, but 40,000 plus rounds of all kinds of different fun things, but what do they come out of this week with
2: well like i mentioned earlier monday or sunday through tuesdays wrapped around the hunter education part. but starting on wednesday we actually go into the department's boater education program and we start to get them acclimated for the water activities which the rest of the week entails on thursday we take them to uh, raccoon reservoir harden lake and we are there with the officers and a whole group of people where we introduce them. They get the canoe and paddle, and then we'll uh, be out there on the jet skis. We'll get them into the water and actually talk to them. Our divers will come in, and we'll take them out on the beach and let them go underwater to see what our officers do there. So it's all wrapped around the water activity And then on, you know, our Friday is always reserved back for our canoe trip down Sugar Creek. Uh, So giving them an opportunity there. But absolutely, when they're done with the camp, they'll leave with their Indiana Hunter Education and Boater Education Certificate, which is good for their lifetime. And I'll brag on it very much that it's probably one of the most comprehensive two courses that anyone can get the way we present it at the camp.
1: We're visiting with Tim Beck, and I and you, we have shared stories over the years. We've talked about the logistics. We talk about the fun. We've talked about all the great things that these kids come out of there with, but you've had some pretty impactful follow-ups from parents and now adult kids who are out there. Can you share a few of the reflections that people have given on what this camp has actually meant to some of these campers?
2: Oh, it's it's so wide ranging, Brian. We've had we've had campers that come through who who looked up to our conservation officers and seen what they do and and what their job responsibilities are. And I can honestly say we have officers in the field today that came through this camp. Uh, we have parents that have called us and got back with us how this camp has changed their life and gave them a new perspective they may have had some you know some issues with a little bit of uh you know just typical growing up and the camp has helped them straighten out it's it gave them a new perspective on things uh it's, it showed them respect uh it's, it's just very impactful and, and we've had several campers over the years that have left huge impacts on us uh it's just—it's amazing. It's just not a one one way ticket. Uh, we gain as much from these campers as the campers gain from us. So, yeah, it's been really remarkable. Some of the stories that have come out of the camp.
1: So. Let's switch gears modestly here just a little bit because it's summertime and people are on the water, they're boating, they're fishing, but it's soon going to be August rolls around pretty quickly here and that's the start of our squirrel season and some of the small game stuff and people are going to need hunter education. I don't want to leave without having the conversation so people understand where they need to go, what they need to do, and why hunter education is so important, especially coming into the fall. Yes,
2: we're very proud of our hunter education program here in Indiana. And if you're born after December 31st of 1986, you are required to get the hunter education uh, certification so you can buy your license. Of course, we have in Indiana the apprentice license where um, you can use a buy three apprentice license before you get it. So you can get the opportunity to go out and try it and make sure it's what you want to do. But our websites, we do still do a great blend of uh, in-person classes that are held all the way around the state in every county. And then we also have the online option. Um, Myself, I'm kind of partial to the in-person. We definitely get a share, you know, personal contact with the students. But to find a class close to you, all you got to do is type in com, and we've got a website where all you got to do is put in your zip code, and it'll populate all the classes within 70 miles of where your location is. And the neat thing about it is, you know, as you mentioned, we're in the boating part right now, but here very shortly, our officers and our volunteers across the state will be posting a uh, plethora of classes that you'll be able to do so it's kind of unique if you go to the website and you don't see something that may fit your schedule today give it a few four three or four days and go back on there and you may see that class that's right in your backyard
1: tim beck it's always great to visit with you and i don't think people realize the breadth and depth of the number of volunteers in hunter education we throw around these numbers like they don't mean anything but nearly a thousand is that still the right number
2: it's yeah, we you know, we have a thousand on the book and but out of that thousand we have probably six fifty to seven hundred that are really dedicated that, you know, at a drop of a, a coin we could come up and have them and do a class for us. So yeah, we we've got a great staff of volunteers in the state and you know, you supplement that with our officers that do a great job. Uh it's quite the force that we have out there teaching our program and sharing this with the the students across the
1: state. Well, Tim, I know you've got a lot going on, and then it's – can you believe we're actually going to be talking about the State Fair? Which, I mean, <laughs> my gosh, you guys had such a huge presence at the State Fair. And with the change in the schedule over the last few years, that starts at the end of July, and it's a big run. But you guys have a huge presence out there, so it's not like you guys get any time to relax.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, Chris and Andy and I, we've all been working on the state fair schedule already, and everything's in place. Uh, we got a plan to get her set up, and and we'll be there when the doors open on that Friday, for sure.
1: What are you guys bringing out to the fair this year in the beautiful Department of Natural Resources Pavilion? Air-conditioned, great restrooms, I might add. What are you guys going to be bringing to the pavilion?
2: Well, every year we try to do some kind of hands-on activity. And this year we're gonna be setting up our pellet range that uh, you can stop by the booth and try your hand at the pellet range. And uh, that's been very popular over the years. So last year we did archery and this year we're gonna be using the pellet rifle. So come on over and see us at the DNR building.
1: Real quick, I wanna make sure people understand back on Hunter Education, it's very simple. Where do people need to go to find a hunter ed opportunity in person, preferably, and I agree with you on that. I've been a couple of times with my kids over the years, invaluable, even for me as a 40-year season hunter, great camaraderie, but you can do it online. Where do people go? What's the website, and how easy is it?
2: Okay, we just we put the website where you can go to it just by typing in the name, IndianaHunterEducation.com, and that'll populate right there to you where you'll have the option of the online class, or the in-person class, which is right up front. And then for those that have misplaced their card or lost their card, you can click in there, too, and get a replacement card. So we try to make it real easy for you to uh, be able to attend one of our classes.
1: And I don't think people realize finally here, uh, you've been very generous with your time and a very busy week, but I don't think people realize the benefits that if you, if you want to have opportunities out of state hunter education even as adults uh, is required and there's reciprocity in a lot of the states if you want to go and hunt in other places so it's a big deal it's important it's fun and make sure you get this on your calendar tim thanks as always for being a part of indiana outdoors and countless thanks for all the work you and the volunteers put into hunter education and another great carl kelly conservation officer youth camp Thank you, Brian. It's our pleasure. Indeed it is. Thanks, Tim. One of my favorite people, hardest working guy we know in hunter education. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. We're just kicking this party off. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after this. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I hope you know that by now. We are brought to you by our friends at Indiana Donor Network, driven to tosavelives.org, making huge strides getting Hoosiers off that organ and transplant donor list. With your generosity, you can sign up when you buy your hunting and fishing license to be that organ and tissue donor. Many thanks to Tim Beck. One of the greatest people in Indiana conservation, he runs Indiana's hunter education. This was a huge week for just a bunch of law enforcement volunteers, hunter education volunteers at the Carl Kelly Conservation Officer Youth Camp up at Ross Camp near Lafayette. I They've been doing this about as long as, a little bit longer than we've been doing Indian Outdoors, more than 25 years. And it just gets bigger and bigger. It's for fifth and sixth graders, and you heard him say, if you want a spot, you better get on January 1st when the applications are released. As mentioned, at the top of the hour, I always like to visit with our routine correspondents, Brandon Butler, one of the great outdoor writers, volunteers, you name it, uh, native Hoosier got you know I can't even keep track of how many homes you own now between Missouri and Indiana I'm glad to have you back as a homeowner in Indiana what have you been doing where have you been traveling what's on your mind
0: well first I want to say Tim Beck I haven't heard that name in a minute but he is one of the great conservationists in the state and that camp I worked that camp that Tim Beck was running when I worked for the DNR back in 2008 2009 so that guy's a machine like he has done more for kids and hunter safety, hunter education, in this state than anyone I personally know. So tip of the cap to him for still being out there and, and doing that.
1: And he always, every time you see Tim back, he's got a smile on his face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got nearly a 1,000 volunteers that are in the Hunter Education Program. It's a program that's modeled around the country. It works. I've gone through it two or three different times when I was a Ute myself, but at the same time I've taken my kids through it. I always advise the in-person classes, but I was just telling him and reminding him, as soon as they're off the heels this week of the another great camp with hundreds and hundreds of volunteers and officers who give of their time freely to, to shoot 40,000 rounds of ammunition and arrows and everything else to water safety and on-the-water boating to canoe trips, and it's just a glorious camp. Then they're going to be at the State Fair, which in Indiana starts now at the end of July, where they have a month-long run at the Indiana State Fair touching thousands of kids. It's a, it's a, non, it's a well-oiled machine, and he's the, he's the driver.
0: Yeah, I had all these things to talk about. Then I heard you mention Tim Back, and I listened to you talk about your your sponsor too, the Donor Network. And I'm as guilty as anyone. I don't typically listen to the ads, but just listening. to you uh, talk about that? You know, Bobby Whitehead is a St. Louis-based outdoor writer. Uh, he's my personal mentor. A lot of people in the outdoor writing, outdoor communications world know him. He just got a kidney transplant about a year ago. And it saved his life. I mean, so once it hits you personally and you start to realize just how important it is to be an organ donor, I just don't know why anybody wouldn't be an organ donor.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. And we got more than a thousand Hoosiers on that list. And they've been a great sponsor of ours for the better part of two years. And we just couldn't be more thrilled to have them be a part of it. So tell yeah. me what you're doing. Where you've been traveling? What have you been doing?
0: Well, man, you made you made it sound like I'm some kind of wealthy man. That's clearly not the case. I have a <laughs> small piece property in Missouri, but you know what I did, dude? I went and fell in love, and Uh-oh. because of that, I it's always yeah, a woman. Did. There is there's a really really good woman at the center of this story, and I'm standing in the living room of our home in Crown Point, Indiana. We both graduated friends loosely in high school and graduated uh from crown point and uh she she drew me back Good What my her parents couldn't do what my brother couldn't do what anybody else couldn't do uh she was the the final piece of the pie that made me say you know where i want to get old i want to get old where i was young and uh so i've still got missouri and i'm Uh, Finishing up raising my two daughters there, but I'm splitting time and spending a lot more time in in my hometown of Crown Point, Indiana, and it feels really, really good.
1: Well, I couldn't be happier for you, and I know that uh, we've been talking about your travels and your bucket lists and everything over the last few years. I understand you drew a a very important uh, hunting tag for the fall, which I'm excited for you. Tell me.
0: I did. I, I drew a uh, Montana moose tag. I applied seventeen years in a row for moose, goat, and sheep. I still haven't drawn the sheep or goat, uh, so this is the first of the big three for me. Lived in Montana after I graduated from Purdue. I moved out there and got in the drawing the first time in 2004. I've never, you know, I don't remember, maybe 2005. I don't know. I've never missed a year, but um, people would be like, "Man." don't apply for that you'll never draw and it's a hundred bucks you know by the time you apply for all three every year it's like 250 bucks so it's not cheap you build it up over time but i'll tell you you can't win if you don't play and it took 17 years but i'm going to hunting something in montana on the uh, west side of glacier national park so i got my my unit is uh, west of glacier national park british columbia on the northern border uh, down around whitefish on the southern border so one of ten tags the only non-resident can, can, that could can be drawn so good for you the only problem man is when your cup runneth over you know like this is the year that I'm going to Africa I leave at the end of the month for the first <laughs> time I, I'm going July 28th that's the problem with those draws is you become conditioned to think you're never going to draw and uh, I'm like yeah this is it I'm going to Africa that's my big hunt of the year and cannot wait for that going with my cousin and my good friend Josh and it's going to be amazing and now I've got the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity uh, to hunt this moose in montana so well, you know what I'm i little, hear
1: that's just if more opp- out
0: there if anybody's hiring i'm probably going to lose my job at some point this year so i, I may need uh, a new employer
1: well what i'm hearing is is this is continued show preparation for our segments which i'm very excited about now <laughs> i real quickly i don't we don't need to go down this rabbit hole but how long are you going to be in africa and what's your package look like so my well, that sounded really personal pack. but you know what i meant
0: yeah. Um, my friend Josh bought the package at an auction. Couldn't be a better deal. We got, um, and I, I'm, that's another plug for you to go to like Elk Foundation auctions or wherever because you never know what you're going to get. And he got a three person package, eight days of hunting, eight days of lodging, all your meals included, and everybody got one animal. And he bought that for like 1300 bucks. So we split that four ways. And with that, you get. So I paid $450 and with that I get a $550 Impala and all my lodging food and everything. So I'm up off the get go. And then for people that don't know, Africa is different, you know, it's like ordering off off menu, go down the list and you're like, I'll take one of these, one of these and one of these. And that's what you try to go hunt, it's not guaranteed, but it is guaranteed that they're gonna charge you this amount of dollars if you pull the trigger, whether you kill it or wound it, you're paying for it. And so I've got uh, Impala, Kudu Gimsbuck Wildebeest Springbuck Redbuck and Warthog God love I'm you at, I got seven so I'm gonna I'm gonna do like planes game this time kinda I wanna pull the trigger a lot so I'm going after some of the cheaper stuff and then hopefully uh, you know God willing and uh, if I have the time and resources I'll get back over there and I really wanna hunt a Cape Buffalo but um, not really interested in elephant or lion or any of those, but the Cape buffalo, black staff, and just black stuff.
1: I love nice it. Well, listen, we got to run, but I appreciate you taking the time for Indiana Outdoors. Always great to visit with you. One of the great outdoor riders, one of the great conservationists. Now back to his roots, Brandon Butler. We look forward to talking about all your escapades when you get back from Africa. Thanks for being a part of it. My pleasure, man. Thank you. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. As mentioned, we are going to visit with Jack Quill and unfortunately several drownings in the state of Indiana. Law enforcement joins us right after this. <music> It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. What a great morning. What a great weekend. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives. That's the number two, driven to save Sign up to be an organ and tissue donor. When you buy your hunting and fishing license, you can save up to seven lives and heal dozens with that donation. It's been a great show. We kick things off with the Carl Kelly Conservation Officer Youth Camp and all the great joy that comes from the hundreds of volunteers, law enforcement, hunter education, volunteers, making uh, life memories for a lot of fifth and sixth graders up at Ross Camp in Lafayette. Brandon Butler, one of the great Hoosier outdoor writers, always good to visit with him. We're going to switch to a little more somber in the moment Captain Jet Quillen joins us from DNR Law Enforcement, a regular contributor here. And I know that you would love to be, and your heart is probably, at the Carl Kelly Conservation Officer Youth Camp this week because I know it's one of your favorite things to do. But I, like many others, have seen in the news and heard of, just seems like there's been a rash of drownings in the state of Indiana. And I know that that being first and foremost, and the top of your mind has kept you from some of the other fun things that you'd like to do. So thanks for being with us. And what's going on?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's summertime. It's the warm weather. It's uh, everybody wanting to get out and, and go and enjoy themselves. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the last you know, week and a half, two weeks, we've had multiple uh, drownings around the state. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's heartbreaking. It's, it's uh, I think what's so frustrating is that it's avoidable. Um, you know, we, we can we can avoid these tragedies if we just, uh, you know, get the word out that, you know, life jackets are going to save your life. You know, if you're going to go around the water, uh, you know, wear your life jacket. Uh, I mean, there's so many things you could do to to help uh, eliminate these, these needless deaths.
1: Well, again, nobody ever gets on a boat or goes out for a day on the water and says, ah, today's the day I'm going to have an accident. You know, they everybody's out to have fun and wants to come home, and we do talk about this repeatedly. We've talked about this for decades on Indiana Outdoors, whether it's tree stand safety or uh, personal flotation by devices and how easy they are to use. But some of these are just they just tear you up. I mean, I heard that there was a lady who was who was pregnant. Um, you know, accidents happen, things happen, but. That that just destroys hundreds of people around each one of these. It's not just the individual. And you have to deal with this literally every time it happens. I don't know how you do it, but is there a consistent theme here And other than just not wearing life jackets?
3: You know, I think it's everybody's guards down. Everybody's out, Um, they're they're looking to have fun, and and like like you said, you know, um, danger is the last thing on their mind when they're out with family and friends having a good time. Um, And and we don't want to, you know, take that fun away, but we want to um, just put that in the mind of everybody that when they're going out around the water, you know, it is dangerous. Things can happen. Uh, there, there, there's never been a drowning scene where you know it was expected. It's always a, a, a huge shock and, and a tragedy. And, and if we can just. You know, have those conversations up front with family members and friends. That listen, we're going to go to the water today. Where it, it is dangerous. We've got to keep an eye on each other. We've got to pay attention. If someone is struggling in the water, um, to not think they're joking around or, or having, uh, you know, just a, a fun time. That we've got to realize that okay, they're in trouble. We need to get to them real quick, or we need to make sure everybody's wearing life jackets, um, especially the young kids. You know, we need to keep an eye on them and have those conversations. That if they're going to go by the water or around the water, they need to be wearing a a life jacket.
1: Captain Jack Quillen joins us and, you know, the response of our well-trained conservation officers is involved in, I would say, almost every one of these and I can't imagine... What they must experience when they have to search. And there's so much technology and goes into and very labor intensive finding these drowning victims. And, you know, we've got whether it's a a big lake like Monroe or it's the, the big water like a Lake Michigan or just a pond or a stream. I mean, there's no discriminator when it comes to water safety.
3: Right, absolutely. We've we've seen them all so far this summer. We've seen the White River. We've seen Lake Michigan. We've seen small lakes. Um, we, we've seen it all. Um, and and it doesn't matter what type of body of water uh, it is. That that danger is there. Um, so uh, taking the proper precautions before you even go out and while you're there is what's key.
1: So let's talk. Uh You know, the message here is very simple. If you're going out on the water with a boat, not just the law of having accessibility to those life jackets, but by gosh, today's technology, just put them on and everybody's on the same page. There's no, I think people have a stigma with it, but man, nobody wants to be talking about this on Indiana Outdoors early on a Saturday morning. What else do we need to talk about? Bring Bring us some good news.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we're, uh, you know, we, our 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 new officers that we just graduated are out working. Um they're they're getting accustomed to uh the patrolling and and uh, interacting with our public and and uh uh getting familiar with their their local outdoorsmen and, and men and women that are out fishing and, and and just enjoying the the natural resources. So that's always great to see. We're super excited uh that they're out and they are will go. So that's so that's a positive, you know. We are uh we're, we're, we're lucky to be uh, in, in a place where we are in Indiana where we have so many natural resources to enjoy. So it, it's not all negative, but, you know, we just want to make sure everybody's doing everything in a safe way and, and having the best time they can.
1: Captain Jack Quinlan joins us. Thank you so much for being a part of Indiana Outdoors. As I told uh, Tim Beck earlier, it's going to be just a few weeks before we all get together at the Indiana State Fair, another big opportunity for conservation and law enforcement. So thanks for being a part of Indiana Outdoors. We'll talk to you again real soon.
3: My pleasure. Thanks.
1: My pleasure indeed. One of the hardest working guys, one of the toughest jobs right now. Captain Jet Quillen and all the men and women in green. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I am your host, Brian Pointer. We're going to be back. Don't go anywhere right after this. So much fun, so little time, so much activity in the state of Indiana. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. Great to be with you each and every week. Thank you to all of our affiliates that carry this program. This is our anniversary month. I just take the whole month, and why not? We've been doing Indiana Outdoors for 24 years into our 25th. I don't know what anniversary is that is a silver. Yeah, I think it's a silver anniversary. We're going with that and I couldn't be more happy each and every week to be in here bringing you the great Indiana outdoors as many know I had a hip replaced recently on the mend as they say and feeling better. It's just stunning. I've had emergency room visits longer than what it was necessary to put this hip in home on the same day at four o'clock in the afternoon. Stunning. Many of you right now are going, "Yep," well, or they're saying, "Nope, that wasn't me." I know. I'm a, I'm a sneeze away from a structural breakdown. I've got other joint issues, so we'll we'll see. Hopefully, get recovered and able to enjoy a hunting season that I haven't had here in the last couple of years. Many thanks to Tim Beck, the hunter education folks all in mass at Ross Camp in Lafayette for. Hundreds of kids, 5th and 6th graders, spending the week up there. It's just hard to describe all the work that goes into making that happen, plus all the joy that they get from, you heard him say, nearly 40,000 rounds on range day, boater safety. Uh, they do all their hunter education stuff, culminates in a big canoe trip. Couldn't happen without the literally hundreds of volunteers and law enforcement, many of whom give their private time to do that. So that's some great joy. We also had to talk about some sobering stuff. And I've just seen there's just too many drownings in Indiana waterways. And Captain Jet Quillen reminds everybody that everybody knows that the personal flotation device, the life jacket, whatever you want to call it, saves lives. They've not you know, you don't hear many drowning victims who were recovered with a life jacket. And if you're out on the water, put the darn thing on and we don't have to talk about this. And some of them have been tragic. One was uh, a young lady who was eight months pregnant up in the northern part of the state. And you just hate to hear these things. Uh, Brandon Butler, always great to visit with him. One of the great contributors here and outdoor writers. Remember, folks. Turn in a poacher, 1-800-TIP-IDNR, and enjoy this beautiful time of the year. Do some hunter education prep for the fall, and I will see you in the great Indiana outdoors. Be safe, everybody. Have a good weekend.